Hello and welcome to the In My Defense podcast. Welcome back, folks. It is me, your host, Christian. And this is the podcast where we pontificate on our geeky favorites. Uh, Basically, this is a show where I bring on a guest and we get to geek out on a specific subject of their choice. But we're doing something a little special here today. I figure five episodes in, maybe every five episodes or so, or so, excuse me, uh, we'll get a chance for me to actually geek out on a subject of my choice. And I was racking my brain trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about. I already had my friend uh, ready to come on. He, we did an episode recording with him. Uh, you're going to hear about right now in just a minute. But when I was deciding what I wanted to talk about, um, that's when Chadwick Boseman, the news about Chadwick Boseman uh, came out and him passing away due to cancer. And I figured I have to do an episode on the Black Panther. The Black Panther is a very important character to me. Uh, it's one of my favorite characters, one of the biggest badasses in comics. Um, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman did a really great job of bringing that character to life, and I figure that doing an episode on that character and dedicating it to Chadwick Boseman, um, I, if I had the opportunity to do so, I would do so. And that's what this episode is going to be about. I am in no way a historian on comics. I do love comics. I've been reading comics for most of my life at this point. Black Panther has always been a favorite. It's always been a staple in my uh, monthly trips. Uh, the current series being written by Ta-Nehisi Coates is terrific, so check it out. I will, I will recommend it multiple times over this episode. But yeah, folks, this is going to be an episode dedicated to Chadwick Boseman, dedicated to him bringing this character, the person who brought this character to life and our appreciation for him. It's very sad news. I'm sure that several of us are still recovering from, th- from it. Um, if you really don't want to hear more about the death of such a fantastic person, I've Feel free to move on. This is a trigger warning up until that point. We are going to discuss Chadwick Boseman as an actor, as someone who who put themselves in the shoes of this character. Um, but I, I, I wanted to get my feelings out about it because this was something that was shocking when I first heard about it. I didn't move for probably an hour when I first heard the news. So it's totally understandable if someone doesn't really want to hear about that right now. Um, but anyways, don't want to take up too much of your time. I really enjoyed this episode. My friend, Raynell Bell, uh, he's been a buddy of mine for nearly a decade at this point. We love talking about this kind of thing, and I figured he was the best guest to bring on uh, when I got a chance to geek out on something myself. That's it, folks. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Feel free to go to InMyDefensePodcast.com. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes, and enjoy. That is recording. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So here we are. I got my good buddy, Rainiel Bell, back on the pot. Well, actually, no, that's wrong. This is the first time to hear you. The time is weird. Okay. All right. So here we go. I got my good friend, Rainiel Bell, on the podcast. Let me say hi to everybody, Ray. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Good to be here. Good to be here. And today we are talking about the Marvel character known as the Black Panther. Um, this one's but this one's for me. Everyone that's been on this podcast so far has been talking about something that they want to talk about. This is something that I want to talk about. This is this is, this is an episode for me. This is where I get to be selfish. This one's about me. Uh, I, <laughs> okay, well, I could you think right now about me. I started a whole show where I could get my opinions out there and bother people with them. So I'm down for it. Um, 
I want I wanted to talk about Black Panther uh, for several reasons. Uh, one, I, I actually do know a lot about Black Panther. Um, I'm currently reading uh, the Ta-Nehisi Coates Black Panther comic that Marvel's been putting out. Um, I've read a bunch of comics recently. I've read the Christopher reading the Christopher Priest run. Um, I love the Black Panther movie, and also, unfortunately, uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away not too long ago after when we're recording this podcast and i just felt like it was a good situation for me to get like my feelings out and talk about the situation with one of my best friends uh ray when it comes to black panther like uh, you told me before like you didn't know you don't know much about the character itself but like what is your relationship to black panther and let's see what i'm working with what kind of canvas i can paint today well um I basically got introduced to Black Panther through through, um, through X Men somehow. Uh, I remember uh, I was I don't know was like, I think he was either the anime or a comic, and it was you know because you know Storm was basically married to the Black Panther. Yeah, they so were married for a little bit. That's how I, I came you know into contact with Black Panther. I was like, oh wow, who's this guy? And after I saw that, I should start you know doing my reading about him, learn a little more about you know his history, where he's from, and his this whole thing and um you know in Wakanda and that's how I really you know came upon him and then obviously you know with Marvel brought him into the you know the MCU maybe you see a little bit more of him and see more of his background his family and what makes him Black Panther and why he does what he you know, he, he do he does so <laughs> that's how I really came into contact with the character yeah so uh, yeah, that's cool. I think I think you have like a general, basically like you've been exposed to Black Panther as much as maybe the average person has. Yeah, probably, um, yeah. To me, Black Panther is just this really cool character because uh, for for anybody who does who, who may not know uh, what the Black Panther character is, he's a Marvel superhero. He's got mm-hmm. a movie out. In case you've been living under a rock, he has he can he can fill in a lot of roles when it comes to uh marvel comics like he was marvel comics first major black superhero he was he's basically he's the king of a country he's a king of a fictional country in the marvel universe he is has access to all kinds of technology and money he is the marvel's answer to batman to a certain degree um basically he, he's like basically the black tony stark <laughs> yeah he, he can be the black tony stark he can be he can be the black daredevil now there's probably all kinds of problems when it comes to marvel having to turn to want their one man like they'd have multiple black characters of course but there probably is an issue when it comes to having to only turn to one character when it comes mm-hmm. to having to fill in these other roles like why not make a new black character that can fill in this role and just depending on the one but it just goes to show like how versatile that Black Panther is. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the cool things about that character, and I think the thing to me that makes characters really last a long time is their versatility. Exactly. We just, recorded, we just recorded a whole episode about Batman. Now, Batman is one of the most versatile characters of all time whether because like the new trailer the new movie coming out is dark and gritty but we've Mm -hmm. all seen super campy ass uh batman super colorful and for kids we've seen Mm -hmm. the animated series where it's like this dark noir there is horror batman there's murder mystery batman there's detective Mm -hmm. stories like batman is a character that can work across all different types of mediums Mm -hmm. and genres 
which is what contributes to his success as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to Marvel, Doctor Doom is very much that kind of character too, where Doctor Doom is a villain that can fight the Fantastic Four and go on these cosmic adventures, but then he can also be a superhero for a few years mm-hmm. and start helping people. He can he can fight against Squirrel Girl, right? <laughs> Doctor Doom Squirrel works <laughs> and lose. He can fight against Squirrel, Squirrel Girl and lose. <laughs> Doctor Doom is a <laughs> Doctor <so> Doom. <laughs> he lost. All right, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't. I want to get this through. He lost his fight with Squirrel Girl. At all people, bro. It, like it's it's Doom, bro. And you lose Squirrel Girl. But, but again, Squirrel Girl. All right, look. In his defense, Squirrel Girl is the most powerful character in the Marvel universe. She is. Yeah, she is. yeah. Um, but when it, but Doctor Doom. It says something about that character where Doctor Doom can go up against these all kinds of superheroes. He's everybody's superhero in the MCU. He's been up against mm-hmm. T'Challa. He's gone up against the Black Panther. And it doesn't make him any less threatening as a villain when he's fighting either against a street thug or he's fighting against street heroes or he's fighting against gods, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And Black Panther kind of works in that same way, too, where you can tell all kinds of different stories uh, about the Black Panther. Um, like the the current series that I'm reading right now, that's still ongoing. It's written by Ta-Nehisi Coates. For for anybody who's not familiar with, he's a pretty well-known journalist. Um, he just did, I think it was People Magazine. He was one of the people behind putting Breonna Taylor on the cover. Okay. Yeah, uh, but he's also he's written books about President Obama. He's all into politics. You see him on the news all the time. You can read his articles everywhere. Read his books. He's been writing Black Panther for years at this point, um, wow. and and he's writing for Captain America. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Tana is a really terrific writer, and he's currently telling a sci-fi story with the Black Panther. He's not, like, I mean, all stories with Black Panther are sci-fi stories, but this is, like, a cosmic galactic war interplanetary story where Wakanda, Mm -hmm. it's like the, it's like in the future where Wakanda is this nation that has spread to other galaxies and has, and has become a conquering nation across all of space with other alien races and all this other kind of things. And it's kind of lost its way in the future. Like it's, it's not the same Wakanda as it was back on earth Mm -hmm. where now, and where other aliens are now Wakandans and it's up to, and it's up to the, uh, basically reincarnations of the characters that we're familiar with, Umbaku and Nakia and Mm T'Challa to come back and, take their place as the true rulers of Wakanda and make Wakanda a free nation and to save the galaxies, save the universe, basically. And it's this really hard, it's this really cool, hard sci-fi story that's really badass. And I'm really loving it right now, but it just goes to show like what kind of things that you can do with the Black Panther character, because in the comic, he's not a king. He's a slave who's remembering this past life that he had, and he's working his way up to becoming like this great, famous warrior. Um, and again, I'm not finished reading it. I don't, I don't know where it goes up to this point. I'm in the mm-hmm. middle of it where he's now just accepting that role, but it's really cool. Yeah. I recommend. But yeah, when it comes to the Black Panther, like, um, I think a lot of the time people ask, like, why, what inspired the Black Panther to, to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, it, go, it goes into Marvel history a lot. Like, Black Panther was created by the ultimate... Marvel duo. It's Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who who's into Marvel to any degree whatsoever has probably heard of Stan Lee. He's mm-hmm. the guy that came Rest up with a lot well. of the 
yeah, he came up, he's, he came up with the idea for a lot of these characters. Um, Jack Kirby was the artist who designed a lot of these characters and probably did a lot more work than Stan Lee yeah, ever Stan did. Lee did. He did. I think he did. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> Stan had the ideas. <laughs> he came with the look. Depend, yeah, depending, <laughs> depending on who you ask, like Jack Kirby wrote the comics. He designed and drew and wrote the comics. And then Stan Lee just came in and filled in the speech bubbles, depending on who you ask. Um, but and, and in fact, Chadwick Boseman died on Jack Kirby's birthday. Wow. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, if there's any kind of like poetry to the universe, uh, that is wow. right there. Where the guy that's the guy that became a star who brought pa- Black Panther to life dies on the birthday of the guy that created Black Panther. Wow, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Uh, wow. But Black Panther, uh, his first appearance in the comics was Fantastic Four number fifty-two. Which yeah, came out. It was, yeah. it, he came out in the middle. Is it was like the middle of the year in 1965 or 1966. I can't remember right now. Mm-hmm. I made notes. I should check notes. But um, so when people ask, like when people ask, like what was the inspiration for uh, for the Black Panther? Like if I could say anything about Stan Lee and his contribution to the Marvel to Marvel Comics, it's that Stan Lee. Like I think it's clear that he wasn't racist. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Yes, he became this really old, white, rich dude. But um, one of the cool things about his mentality, um, I don't think. I don't think when he created all these characters, when he created the X Men, or when he created the Black Panther, I don't think he was looking to uh, be an activist to any degree whatsoever. Yeah. Right. He wasn't. He he wasn't really trying to say something. But Stan Lee is really good at identifying um, the zeitgeist of society like he, he's really good at like pushing buttons and getting into like what people want to read about and in the middle of the 1960s what is everybody talking about in the middle of the oh, 1960s yeah. it is yeah, civil rights mm-hmm. it is popular yeah it is it is one of the hottest things happening is the civil rights movement in the 1960s so that's like that's when we see the x-men come out that's when we see mm-hmm. that's when black panther comes out right so like mm-hmm. stan stanley and jack kirby are probably looking at these it's like oh yeah we got to get a black superhero out there because a black superhero is what's going to sell mm-hmm. um and, and i know jack kirby wanted to do it for a while <laughs> there's an early version of the Black Panther before he was the Black Panther like an early design that Jack Kirby did called the Cold Tiger Cold Tiger where basically Cold it's tiger. a black it's basically a black Superman like it's like he's he's a bla- he's a black dude he looks like if you look at the old original design he looks like Barack Obama wearing a <laughs> black <laughs> he's wearing a black and yellow striped yeah, he's like more like a black and yellow striped onesie with white sleeves and white legs and like a and a black cape with a red interior and and he and he has no mask he's not wearing a mask he's just full on this is uh, this is a full on black superhero just wow yeah. and <laughs> and uh, that was about, that was the early design and then they obviously changed the name to the Black Panther a funny thing is that I read was that uh there was probably a few Panther characters that had come out at this point because uh I think I think an easy question that'll come out to people is when you hear the when you hear the name Black Panther is like is that the name of the the, the people the <laughs> the political party mm-hmm. right like and then <laughs> so like so I think officially the Black Panther party was established in September of 1966 
Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, my grandma talked about, about that um, when I was younger. Yeah, I think it was September, yeah, when I time. And Fantastic Four number 52 came out in July of 1966. So it came out like almost half a year before. Uh, so now people was like, did they name themselves after the character? But that didn't happen either because the Black Panthers got their name from a a separate party in Alabama that was trying to like get the black vote out. And so they had taken the name of the Black Panther Party based off of the college mascot of a school in Alabama. And it was it was it was their way of uh it, it was it was it was their way of establishing themselves as separate from because Alabama in the 1960s was also the home of like the it was like a de- there was like a white supremacist Democratic oh, yeah. party. Oh yeah, like it was that was like that key place of uh like the whole racism key outlined down there during that time. Yeah, like they had, like their their party symbol, the white uh, the white supremacists of Dem- the Democrats were like they were their symbol was a chicken, a white chicken. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about the stereotype where black people eat chicken, that's because eating chicken is a rebellious act. It is an act of rebellion. Eat all the chicken you can. You are actively working against racism when you eat chicken. <laughs> I asked one last night. It was damn good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. not chi- not chi- not Chick Fil A though. They don't like gay people. Fuck them. <laughs> homemade chicken. Homemade chicken. So 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 now so now we like there's evidence that like maybe Jack Kirby and Stan Lee named themselves after where after the same people who named themselves the Black Panther Party, but even that might not be true because um, the thing about Jack Kirby and Jack Kirby there's a reason why people call him the king of comics, mm-hmm. right? He is the dude like he designed he did. He did Captain. He uh, designed Captain America. He designed the Avengers. He designed Spider. No, he didn't design Spider Man. Sorry, he designed. I meant it right. He designed you know, the original yeah, Avengers. He designed the original Avengers. He designed mm-hmm. the Hulk, Silver Surfer, Galactus, the Fantastic Four. He did all these characters that are still around to this day. And but when, in his early start, like he was telling one of his early one of the early stories he ever told was Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. That was mm-hmm. him just him just rewriting his old World War II stories on a fantastic level mm-hmm. and you can there's evidence I'm not sure if this is 100% true but there's evidence that like there was there was a battalion in World War II that had that would paint like a, a symbol of a Black Panther on the on one of their tanks and it was uh, it was it, it was like a Black Battalion in World War II yeah that, that's true yeah that is true yeah. Do you yeah. actually know that? I'm not even sure if you know that for sure. Uh, uh, are I, you just agreeing no, with me? Or? No, I do know that because um, I remember in school doing history class, we uh, did, we talked about about you know like civil rights back in the days. We, we, we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about Pearl Harbor. Talked about you know World War Two. Talked about a lot about you know racism back in the days. So I remember my teacher did say something about something about the uh, the black vote during that time but the black panther stuff like that and that does ring a bell in my head we just said that so I'm not too much detail about it but I do know the outline which we were talking about time so yeah that was dope and then like Jack Kirby was a World War II guy he fought in World War II he killed Nazis man the guy was a badass and he and it's totally possible that he took the symbol that he saw on the side of a tank Mm -hmm. and he turned that into a superhero that's crazy. That's just that's just that's that's inspirational, man. That's yeah. Nice. Uh, one of the less inspirational things was um, 
So if you look at the cover, if you look at that first comic book of uh, Fantastic Four where Black Panther shows up, in that comic, he beats the ever-living shit out of the Fantastic Four. I was reading it... I was reading it just last night. He fucking... He invites the Fantastic Four over to Wakanda to show off some technology. So like, yeah, first off, like first of all, first of all, he's he's showing off. Hey, look, I got I got better tech than you guys have. <laughs> and then second of all, he just shows up and he straight up clowns them. He embarrasses the Fantastic Four just for fun. He wasn't even doing it just like to kill them. He just wanted to show that he was a cool hunter. And and so and but in that but in that comic on the cover, Black Panther has he's totally covered. He's just wearing an mm-hmm. all black. He's just wearing like an all black suit with like a really cool like cape, like a short mm-hmm. half cape on his back. And um, the reason why that is, like, when it comes to the design, uh, I think Jack Kirby and even Stan Lee wanted to make it clear that this was a black guy. Mm-hmm. Right, they want they wanted to make it clear. So like, covering him up doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, give him like mm-hmm. a half mask, or that's why the Cold Tiger had no mask at all. Right, they wanted mm-hmm. to make it clear that this was a bad guy because they knew that that's what, what would get people's attention. Um, but I think it was Marv Wolfman or whoever was running Marvel at that time. They're like, nope, <laughs> we gotta gotta no, you can't not on the cover. You can't have a black dude on the cover. That ain't gonna work. So they so the so they changed the design of the costume so he was just completely covered. But by the end of that first comic book issue, he takes the mask off completely just so it's hundred percent clear that this is the dude is a black guy. Yeah, uh, which is really cool. And that's one of those like really cool origins. And it goes into the origin like in, in this, it's like a trilogy kind of where it goes mm-hmm. into what made the Black Panther and it was and a lot of the stuff that we saw in the movie that came out in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. Wait, well, I think yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah twenty eighteen. Uh, was was Infinity War. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. So, the twenty eighteen movie, we see a lot of the things you see in that movie, like um, Claw. Claw was mm-hmm. a well, Claw was the guy that killed T'Challa's father in mm-hmm. in the comic. Um, Wakanda, well, high technology of Wakanda. It's it being like this super advanced city. Uh, the whole. Yeah, the design of everything, it's very its very evocative of those old Stanley and Jack Kirby stories. A lot of that stuff made it all the way into the movie, um, ba- like, f- more than 40 years later, which is really cool. A lot of the stuff that... Yeah, a lot of the stuff that you see in the movie also came from the Christopher Priest run. Christopher Priest was one of the few black writers that Marvel had at the time and this is like 1990 like late 90s 1998 mm-hmm. I think he had taken over for the run and the the character he creates Nakia he creates Okoye uh, he creates Everett Ross it was uh, Martin Freeman's characters in, the, in that mm-hmm. movie uh, Killmonger was a major he didn't create Killmonger but Killmonger was a major character in his stuff mm-hmm. um so and a lot of the stuff like that happened in that 1990s series that going into the 2000s, like Christopher Priest added a lot of stuff to the canon of Black mm-hmm. Panther that went into the movie as well. Um, the only problem was that uh, the uh, Dora Milaje, oh yeah, he creates mm-hmm. the Dora Milaje, which was the the royal guard of the Black Panther, the all female royal guard. <laughs> the only problem with them is that in in Christopher Priest run, uh, I guess to make it seem like more of like a foreign country, like they have different customs than us, the Dora Milaje were also like possible wives to the Black oh, Panther. Wow, so really? 
<laughs> so like, so Okoye, so in the comic, in the comic, Okoye and Nakia are like, ever since they were little girls, they were like groomed to become White. wives to the Black Panther, which is, you know, gross. Yeah, that's kind of nasty. Yeah, <laughs> think about it. That's kind of nasty. Yeah, that's not talking another day. Oh man. <laughs> so wait, uh, did he also convert Sherry? Uh, Sherry. Let me see. Let me double check that. Uh, I I never really heard much of her in a comic book. Um, she's back been in the a time. major. Shuri has been a major character for some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, like she even got to be the Black Panther for a little while. Uh, yeah, T'Challa, that, that I saw, yeah. Yeah, T'Challa was uh, dead for a little while, or like he was a he had lost the right to become the Black Panther, and he lost mm-hmm. his he lost his uh, right to be king. So Shuri, being the next in line, was the one that got to take over for him. Okay, okay, okay. Which was dope. It was uh, it was a cool thing. I think it was. I'm excited to see if they ever do that in the movies. I think um, they will. I think they will, especially in, especially in time like this. They definitely might. If not yet, they will consider it in the future. Yeah, I think someone's. Yeah, I think someone's really. I think oh, sadly, I think yeah, that conversation is happening now. Yeah, um, so they they gotta do it. I mean, so because you can't recast them, man. Like if you do, it's like it's gonna be too soon. Like you have to do something with Shiri. Maybe she takes up up the band too, and maybe something like something happens where like they figure out they had like a like a like a brother somewhere. Like a I, I just I don't I don't yeah like I don't that. want them I don't want them to do uh, like the Princess Leia thing where they just like take footage and try to like make something out of that like mm-hmm. no I don't do if, that I don't do that no I don't do that yeah if if T'Challa if if they do trying to if they do continue trying to tell Black Panther stories if if T'Challa dies off screen I'll be fine with that or if ugh, I don't want them to replace the actor either it's it's a yeah, it's a very it's a very complicated uh, conversation. Yeah, um, but no, Shuri was Shuri's only been around for about uh, fifteen years at this point. Shuri, yeah, I figured that. Yeah, yeah, she, figured she, that. she, she, she was. She took. A, she became a character in the next run after Christopher Priest left. Okay, okay, yeah, but, but she, but no, but she was cool and like that. But it was those all those characters that we see in the movie were characters that had been popping up, um, over, over very, fairly recently. I think it wasn't mm-hmm. until. It probably wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until the 2000s that Black Panther really started, like, to acquire a place in the MCU as this heavy hitter, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, yeah, in the comics... All that secondary, like, probably even that, not even that. In the comics, he is canonically one of the eight smartest people in the world. Okay. Uh, he's up there with Victor Von Doom, with Tony Stark, Hank Pym, um... So what's his order really, number? Like, like, the, like, order, the, like order, the order tends... They never really talk about definitively who is the mm-hmm. smartest. I think that's another thing that separates... Um, I think number one is probably Reed Richards, which everybody agrees on. Yeah, I, I can see that, yeah, because he is totally a genius. Yeah, I can see but, that. But uh, maybe Dr. Doom might be second, but don't tell him that. Or don't tell Go in there and smack the best out of him. But it's very, uh, it's very, it changed. It's very dynamic that order, whatever, it, whatever it might be. They, they, they do a good job in the comics of never actually like, talking about what the exact order might be. Mm-hmm. There was actually a, uh, there was a, there was a storyline a while back where the intelli- the intelligentsia, like these 
band of evil, super smart villains came together mm-hmm. to kidnap all these the eight smartest men and use them for some kind of evil plan. I think they were trying to turn everybody in the world into hulks or something like that. Wow. Yeah, damn, you want that to happen, especially the best the best miles on the damn planet. Yeah, Bruce, yeah, Bruce Banner is definitely on that list, I believe so too. Stark is too. Yeah, it's like Stark, Bruce Banner. Like, when it comes to like the super geniuses, you can yeah, you can name you can name them really quickly if you think about it long enough. Um, Mm -hmm. But T'Challa, but T'Challa is there, and T'Challa has done like a a lot of really cool things, especially in the last few years when his popularity has gone up so high. Mm -hmm. Um, Marvel. Like of course, like when once word of a movie starts coming down, they hire an actor to start playing the part. They want to get that character out there as soon as possible and try to like make them the forefront of storylines. So like, mm-hmm. so like Black Panther became a member of the Illuminati. Oh, he, he did? was. Well, like um, the Illuminati in the comics. Oh, comic kind of, Okay, okay, okay. Because it, it, there's a to- different there's a different context to the Illuminati in the Marvel universe than it is here in real life. Where mm-hmm. in real life, in real life, Illuminati is a conspiracy theory about like major government figures <laughs> and celebrities all getting together and trying to control the world. Yeah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. In the comics, <laughs> in the comics, the Illuminati is uh, basically a group of the leaders of the Avengers teams. Okay. Uh, like a leader, yeah, major leaders in the Marvel universe of the superheroes. So it's like Tony Stark Dark is Richards, there, Reed Dr. Richards, Dr. Uh, Dr. Doctor Strange. Doctor Doom, Doom was, no, Doctor Doom was uh, villain, right? No villains. Yeah, no villain. Yeah, I know Doctor like Strange. There's Reed Richards. There's Bruce Banner. I think uh, Professor X. Uh, Professor X definitely was in there. And uh, T'Challa. And, T'Challa's and on there T'Challa. too. Basically, like. Yeah, I think they played around with Captain America being on the team, but Captain America wasn't really down for a secret cabal of heroes making decisions for the entire world. So, like, he, he never bounced really off is. of that real quick. <laughs> yeah. He never is. That's not his character. <laughs> and, and T'Challa... T'Challa wasn't really in for it either in the comics. T'Challa was, would be, like... Because uh, his, his... One of the cool things about his character is that he's very much Wakanda first... Mm-hmm. And w- one of the coolest stories I ever tell, and the really cool thing that Ta-Nehisi Coates has been doing is when he first started his run on Black Panther is the balance between being the king of a country, being like a country's Black world Panther. leader, and being a superhero. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that is the duty of the Black Panther. The duty of the Black Panther is to be the spiritual and legal leader of your nation and not necessarily to go around the world fighting alongside Captain America. Exactly. Exactly, that's a lot. You think that's a lot. It's a lot to juggle. Yeah, and like when uh, when Ta-Nehisi Coates took over the run, he was making like in a in a way he's making a comparison to Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Because I think uh, he had a book or he wrote a bunch of essays about this, but like Barack Obama surprisingly talked about race like less than any other president in history. Mm-hmm. Right, and it makes sense why, right? Because like as soon as the black president is talking about race, it that's all that anybody can ever think about. Oh like, yeah, people oh, yeah, people would, people would assume would assume that he was being biased whenever he was talking about race, even though like even if he tried to make the best points possible, people would mm-hmm. fight him on it as much as he could. Uh, but I think Ta-Nehisi Coates was trying to create a version of Obama that he wanted in T'Challa mm-hmm. in a certain way. Uh, where T'Challa is okay with like change, and he's and he's not conservative at all. He's okay. He's he's okay to follow through with change and try to make the world a better place for as many people as possible, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to his own country, okay. where, Obama, where Obama had to make a lot of concessions. 
I can see that. I can see that a lot. Damn. Now, now that we feel like I said, should, should I go back and, and I read the uncommon book for Black Panther? Just be a little more, just get more like familiar with his background. Like you saying right the, now, the the Tanahisi Coach stories are really good, and there's a lot of like, like, uh, like I was talking about with like the the uh, the sci-fi story. Like, there's a lot of like political intrigue, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's really interesting going into it. Um, and. You said right now in the, in the comic book is so he died and he was a, a slave uh, during well, this issue. So in in this current series, basically it's like it's taking place in the far future, mm-hmm. where Wakanda has spread across different galaxies. Galaxies and and uh, the black the Black Panther is the king. The Black Panther is the king of all these galaxies, but the Black Panther is not T'Challa in this world it is guess who it's Njadaka who is Killmonger in the movie really really wow that's not good wait (laughs) wait is he the same version of uh, 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 no, this is no, no. Of? This is the future version. Like, like it's like like okay. it's a, this this series is basically taking characters that we know from present day comics and putting them in the future. The future, okay, okay. And okay. where they where they're not necessarily the same people, but they are very much the same characters. Okay, if that yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's tough. Yeah, you don't want to fucking kill my just fucking ruining galaxies and shit. One of the worst parts in the in the part that I'm reading now, and this might be a spoiler for anybody that wants to like get into these comics, but in the part that I'm reading now, um, Injadaka has broken off. Like, so what makes you the Black Panther is being supported by Bast, basically the mm-hmm. Black Panther god. Mm-hmm. And Njadaka was a champion for Bast, but then he broke off ties with the god when he took on uh, a symbiote. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, oh, symbiotes. Wow. symbiotes uh, <laughs> very recently, symbiotes have become like a major threat in the Marvel Universe just because, like, they found like a symbiote god, like all black, mm-hmm. and, and, and they're very much like this cosmic threat in the universe. And. And Jadaka had taken on a symbiote and had used its power to uh, separate himself from his god and be and basically be allowed to rule uh, rule Wakanda in space without having to be the champion. Wow! Damn! Damn! So they are pretty popular right now in the comic books. So that symbiote. Damn. Oh yeah, for sure. Whenever whenever a movie comes out, um, that 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 is that is the focus for for years like there's definitely an executive producer somewhere who's be like okay like we got a movie coming out with these people in it let's make sure that we got they're in the concert in the stories we want to make sure that everyone is aware anyone who anyone who walks away from the movies will then go into a comic book store and want to read more about these characters mm-hmm. exactly Dang. so yeah like and then they become and they end up becoming more more like their movie versions mm-hmm. when when iron man came out when the first iron man movie came out uh, Tony Stark was not in a good place as a character. This oh, was, he wasn't, right? Yeah. Yeah, this was a few years after the comic Civil War, mm-hmm. where Tony Stark had been being an asshole for a little while. Yeah, I think uh, this, this is when, like, uh, it was Brody actually being Iron Man, right? Because Tony was just too damn drunk and didn't give a shit. No, that was back, I mean, that was like back in the that's early, like, 80s or 
70s or 80s story. That's Demon in a Bottle. But yeah. Okay. Like, Rhodey right. will take over for Iron Man every once in a while whenever Tony can't do it. But I mm-hmm. think around this time, around the time that the first Iron Man movie came out, Iron Man might have even been brain dead to a certain degree. Like he wasn't Iron Man at all. And but then the movie comes out and it's a super success. So now we have Robert Downey Jr. in the comics, basically. Damn. So they did a whole damn 360. <laughs> and, that, and that's and that's what happens. That's what happens to all of them. Like the whatever whatever is successful about a movie, the comics just take that on and add and add it to and add to it. Um yeah, so Angel, like Killmonger became a lot more popular character, and you see him a lot more in the comics after that movie came out. Mbaku mm-hmm. uh, became Mbaku a major character, too. and he became a good guy. Like in, in the original, the original Mbaku was a bad guy. He bad, was, yeah, he was bad. Yeah, he was the white gorilla. He was the guy that challenged the Black Panther the Black and took Panther. his throne. Wait, so he, like he actually did did take his throne in the comics. I think there's a version of a Black Panther origin where it's Umbaku who becomes king of Wakanda and kills not T'Challa but T'Chaka. Okay, okay. Wait, that's his, that's a brother, right? Is it? T'Chaka was his dad. Dad, dad, yeah. dad, dad, dad. Yeah, he, where he, he where it's Umbaku who kills T'Chaka, and there's a yeah, there's a version of the origin where that happens. I'm I'm not sure if it's still canon anymore, but. Um, T'Chaka dies, and then basically it makes T'Challa Batman, where he has to go off, train, and come back and take the throne for the Black Panther. Wow. <laughs> Batman Warriors story found. That's what we're really going on. Damn. I mean, that's the that's oh. the thing with uh, that's the thing with like. Well, that's cool about Black Panther is Wakanda in and of itself. Wakanda is this really cool character in in the stories mm-hmm. and in the movie too i think i think we can bring in some more stuff about the movie now but like um watching one of the most interesting things about the black panther movie is the wakanda as a character and mm-hmm. how that culture actually like works it's a very chaotic system when it comes to like picking your leaders and stuff like that like the idea of um not really voting for your leaders but Doing it's a like trial by combat. Oh yeah, yeah. The whole combat thing. It's like, if, yeah, like it's way up in the movie. Like that's how it's a, Kimon it's a came very, in and be thrown. It's a very, him. it's a very chaotic way to make things work because um, when you when you're living in like a lawful society, the idea is that the person who's best for the job is not necessarily the person who has the job. The person who is the leader of your country or, or your mm-hmm. district or whatever doesn't necessarily have to be the best person for the job. Exactly. Right? Because, like, when you're living, like, I think monarchies are very much, like, lawful. Like, they're, it's mm-hmm. like, this person is king because their dad was king, and then their son mm-hmm. will be king. Their son will be king because they were king. So, the idea of, so, like, I mean, the way that Wakanda works, mm-hmm. basically, is, like, no, we want the best person for the job to have the job. So, if you want to be the Black Panther, if you want to be the king of Wakanda, you have to be the best fighter in the country. Which is kind of ridiculous. I mean, yeah. is it though? I mean, because <laughs> like if 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 you're if your if your country if you live in a superhero world you live in a world where there is like existential threats to society and supervillains are a real thing, right? So the idea of your leader should be should not only be a great king, but to become a great king, you also have to be a, a, a powerful person. You also have to be physically powerful. You have to be capable of handling physical threats while also being able to handle all the political duties. Um, the, the, the idea of 
trial by combat is not really out of out of the question, right? Because like, oh yeah, this person did this, then they're then they might be the best person for the job. And if anybody, and again, if anybody doesn't like that, you challenge them. That's true. That's true. Right? If you think you can do better, if you think you can do better, then fight this person and prove it. That is, I mean, that's that's I mean, ask Ryan Coogler. That is the whole plan that Killmonger has in the movie, right? Because yeah, that's true. It's very well written. Killmonger doesn't have to prove to himself that he's better than T'Challa. He doesn't have to prove to T'Challa that he's better than T'Challa. He has to prove everybody else. Yeah, he, has yeah. to pr- he has to prove the rest of the council that's sitting in that room when he makes his challenge, right? Because if mm-hmm. he can get if he can get that council on his side, then he becomes king. Ha- like beating killing T'Challa, if he wanted to just kill T'Challa, he could have done yeah. that. He was a spy. He could have like he could have snuck into the castle. He could have done. He knew where Wakanda was. He knew how it worked. Mm-hmm. He could have he could have snuck in and done done his shit. He but he wanted to be king. Mm-hmm. So to do that, you need to challenge T'Challa in combat in front of the rest of the council, and and you have to make sure that the right people are on your side. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking to Wakabi, the first thing he does is he brings Claw to Wakabi. Because he knows that if he brings Claw, then he has that guy on his side. Mm-hmm. And if he follows the trial by combat, he has Okoye on his side. Because even though she's exactly. a good person, even mm-hmm. though she's a good person, she'll follow the law, right? So he'll she'll do whatever he says if he becomes king. Exactly. And then to, and then, yeah, and then all and then all he had to do was kill T'Challa, and then it was done. Well, he did a bad the job. Black about Panther that. Movie, the Black Panther movie is not perfect, but it is a ter- it is very well written. Ryan Coogler went above and beyond for that movie. They really did. It's a, it's a really good movie. Like it's a, like I, that's one of Marvel one of their best movies. Movie besides the uh, Winter Soldier, in my opinion, something like that. So that's really good. And kind of like what I want to get into now is just like what this character. Thanks to the movies, thanks to the comics, thanks to like his appearance and all these other things, what it means to people, right? Because mm-hmm. like representation is a thing that I will always like cheer from the top of mountains about. Like mm-hmm. I, the the more diversity that you have in the media that people absorb, the better it is for the world in general. One of my favorite stories about Black Panther when that movie was coming out is like little kids like walking around in the movie theater, pointing at the poster and just like pointing out the characters and just being like, "That one's me. That one's you. That one looks like you. That one looks like me." Like that. That is like one of the best things about it. Everything. Black Panther could have been the worst movie that ever came out, and I would have been happy with just how excited everybody else was about that. Yeah, but really happy about that movie. Nah, everybody was extremely happy about the movie. That was one of the most, that had been one of the most, and like, most exciting movies that I've ever seen people get excited about. You know what I mean? Like, and like, people that wasn't even a fan of Marvel at all went to watch this movie. That's yeah. how big it was. You know, like, I remember. Because, because yeah, imagine, crazy. like, like, I, like, again, I don't know if anybody's figured it out by now, but Raynell is a black man. Mm-hmm. You, as a black man, how do you, like, when, when you're deciding what movie you're going to go see, like, do you want to see yet another action movie with every with a with a bunch of white characters and like the one token black guy who doesn't have to do anything, right? Or do you want do you want to do you want to watch like do you want to watch the movie that looks like it's you and your family? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it looks definitely. like his family. <laughs> it's like yo, that that, that is, could be me, my brother, my cousin, that could be somebody. Like, you know what I mean? one of my like I, some of the behind the scenes for the Black Panther movie were some of my favorite things because all the actors and Ryan Coogler himself all talk like the people that I hung out with. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, they were already down to earth. Like the whole, the whole like after the movie like was wrapped and the whole like press release and the media run stuff like that. Like I've never seen, I've never seen actors so emotional. You know, talking to fans. Like I remember, uh, Chad was talking to some girl about what it meant to be Black Panther and like, like in a time, like in a time like this when the world and the, like race and stuff like that, he just butted out crying, you know, saying, hey, this is an honor to do this because I could just give hope and inspire other people that they know, hey, you can do the same thing as well, you know what I mean? Just keep fighting and keep believing in yourself and there's nothing that, you know, you can't achieve on your own, you know, regardless of your skin color. You know, and and that's what's was so exciting for the movie. And it had to be one of the most anticipated movies of Marvel, besides like any game and all of all the Marvel like like Avenger movies. But it was really, really, really popular, man. It was a great time to be back. You know? And if it and if it if it sh- it really shows like how ingrained the Black Panther has become with the Marvel mm-hmm. universe because like Wakanda it was a really cool decision all those years ago to have Wakanda be the the source of vibranium and vibranium is probably the most mm-hmm. important resource in the Marvel universe like vibranium is an ingredient to making adamantium mm-hmm. right which is the metal attached to Wolverine's bones it is mm-hmm. it was it's what Captain America's shield is made out of mm-hmm. right i was really excited in watching Age of Ultron and they mentioned Wakanda because um Ultron wanted to make him a, make himself mm-hmm. a body out of out of vibranium I mean right so it just it just meant okay like this means that like black panther is on the horizon because you cannot tell marvel stories without without black without, without 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 the black panther and wakanda exactly without this african nation the center of everything you cannot tell these stories without it right it's like that's what makes it so awesome man like that's what that's what makes the mcu so awesome i mean yeah they they work each film works off each other right so it's like, and it builds each other up. Even if it's a bad movie, it's still gonna build a good movie up that's coming out in the future. You know what I mean? So I think that's what makes it so appealing to the audience to say, "Hey, look, man, MCU is like it's based like the MCU is kind of like nowadays kid Star Wars." They just put it back in the days, like 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 some people love Star Wars, like some people love the MCU. It's like. Everyone has a, a different, you know, a different style that, that they enjoy. You know what I mean? Like me, I'm I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I'm a damn big big fan of MC, MCU. Actually, I Star Trek better than Star Wars. I don't know why, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But it was just it was just a great great moment to finally see, you know, a black hero, you know, as like the main focal point of a movie. You know what I mean? And like someone that actually looks like me. Or just to have that feeling, you know what I mean? So it's just so great. Yeah, so great. And I think like the big ups to yeah, big ups to everybody that decided to do that. Like and and like I said, um, the people on the ground level are the ones putting in the most work, right? Because mm-hmm. the executives in their offices, they just want the money. They don't really care about representation. They don't really care about. Uh, all like they don't they don't really care about trying to you know help people Nothing. and make and like inspire people to do better right um yeah if black panther had been a failure then we that we might not have ever gotten another never movie never ever. <laughs> never no, I, I mean you would have got something but it would never be a, a black lead hero 
ever again. Like, Black, yeah, Black nothing. Panther would have been, he would have been the Hulk. He would have been the new Hulk of the universe exactly. where he's just a side character in other people's movies. Exactly. Which I love. I love Mark Ruffalo. I love the Hulk. Hulk is one of my, is one of my favorite superheroes of all time. And it's stupid that we have not gotten another Hulk movie. He's been Stand done so movie. dirty, man. He's been, the Hulk is such a good character. Like, he's been I want, done I want, so dirty. I want my World War Hulk. I want my World War Hulk. Like, but but when you think about it, there's just so many, so many stories that, you know, you could play with the Hulk. But like going going back to like Black Panther, like Black mm-hmm. Panther's another one of these characters that like you could tell a whole bunch of different stories about, which I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the different types of stories, so we have we have the movie which tells the story about like uh, the politics of Wakanda and this political discourse and and someone bringing in and upending everything and also mm-hmm. the talk about colonial colonial colonialism. It's a hard mm-hmm. word to say for me. The, the whole yeah the whole. <laughs> And 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 what that was about. It was funny because I think um, both Black Panther and I think Thor Ragnarok came out within a few months of each other. And yeah, both of those, both of those movies, to a certain degree, were about colonialism, right? Because like Black Panther, Black Panther had the talk was talking about like the whole thing with Killmonger was mm-hmm. black people are suffering all over the world and we need to stop it. And, and he's not doing and anything then, about it. And then Black, and then Thor Ragnarok was uh, Hela coming mm-hmm. in and being like, everything that we built, we built on the backs of slaves and people that we conquered, mm-hmm. right? You may not want to admit that, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And Thor, yeah, and Thor, <laughs> yeah, you got a point there. That definitely, that, that definitely is true. Like it's, they both it, it's, the same kind of. It's a it's a thing that has been spreading. It's like it's an idea that people are trying to like talk about more and more out in the open. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, nothing has fucking changed. All nothing has changed. All those oh, years. Man. And nothing but, um, is I'm, hope, I'm hoping that it does. I'm hoping that like people get inspired and, and can and can keep trying to do more and mm-hmm. and like I wanted I wanted to do this episode like because like seeing Chadwick Bozeman had died really hurt. Uh, I was in shock for like an hour just sitting by myself like trying to like take all that in after after cool, it had happened. And he was this guy who had so young too. Forty three so years. Forty three had been fighting cancer for years. And he brought so much joy. To, so to, crazy, to literally to literally millions and millions of people and probably has changed the world for the better in just like say, a few short years I think he did man like I mean I knew of of him before he took the role of uh, Black Panther and he was and everything that I saw him in he was always great at great in it you know what I mean and when he was announced as Black Panther like I remember the day I was home and I think Marvel would have some kind of press, some kind of uh, press release thing where they had the fans there, and they had. Oh, this is when they announced Civil War. This is when they had Captain on stage with uh, Iron Man, and they had those two standing against each other. And then I don't know where you see Chad come out, and he just announced as Black Panther. You know, what I mean, to like be like like the middleman between them. You know, what I mean. So I was like, Yo, this is gonna be a good move for Marvel. And years later, look what happened. And it's just so unfortunate that, you know, he's no longer here with us at, the, at this yeah. time. And it's like, it's like he has so much more to do, you know? And it's like, yeah, as much damn. as much as it, yeah, as much as it hurt, hurts, like ha- losing him and missing out on, well, it probably hurts 
it hurts to see him gone, and then it also hurts to see what he could have done in the time, because again, as a performer, he he was seemed to be make, be making a lot of really good decisions. He was a presence on screen, um, like he he did he was not out of place, literally playing a king. Mm-hmm. And, right and, right and, but he he can do that. Then he can also play like the police detective in Twenty One Bridges. He can play he can play James Brown. He can play Jackie Robinson. He Robinson. can play Thurgood Marshall. He can play all these James major f- major figures in history. Guys. Man, this is crazy, man. Like that's just that just shows you talent right there. That shows you talent. Like, this guy, he's very he can adapt to any situation when it comes to you know performing arts. And like, I would say like not even just so talent. Great. Not even just talent, but also look at the decisions that he made, right? Like he's he's playing like these major figures in history, and even if T'Challa is a fictional character, that does not make that character any less historical than anyone that he's played before, right? And so the dude, and so the dude was making active active choices to play these people who literally changed the world, and to portray them in a way that also paid them respect, and would inspire more people after him to do more and that's it just to do more and try to change the world in positive ways that's crazy man like you're right about all of that man you pretty are like I've never seen him in a bad role I've never seen him in a bad role I've never seen him as something that he felt out of place everything that I saw him in it felt like he was in the right place at the right time and when he you know, it's like you said with Black Panther. Yes, he is a fictional character, but when he played that character, he felt like you could actually be this guy. You could actually meet this guy, fly to Wakanda, and be a part of his, you know, of his life. Because he is seen so real when he was on screen as that character, you know. And it's like to just sit here today and just keep thinking about that. He's not here, like he. He's only 43 years old, man. 43. Like, he had so much more to give in his in his career, in his life, his wife and family. And it, it just would have been so amazing to see, like, what more they could have done with that character as far as Black Panther. Like, we saw what he did in Civil War. We loved him in that movie. We loved him in Infinity War. We loved him in Black Panther. We loved him in Endgame and the little time he had. And just imagine, like, much more he could have done. It was like, man, what a letdown. But he's in a better place right now. So I think think a good way to end this episode, uh, I I think I've already thought of mine. Do you have, like, a favorite moment of Chadwick Boseman as the Black Panther or maybe even in any other movie you might have seen him in? Uh, It's definitely going to be Black Panther. Uh, My favorite moment is when... uh, Killmonger is just like sending out, you know, the uh, the soldiers out, you know, t- to the world to help, you know, the uh, other black people in the world. And then and he, he, just, he comes out behind the crashing yeah, plane. He thinks that he's all everything's all okay, and you know he's dead. And they you know a plane goes down, and you hear that music, and all of a sudden you see him stand up, and his master stays away, and you see his face and say, "Oh shit, you know, it just got real, bro." <laughs> like. The, the king is here. <laughs> well, yeah. What was, what was the what was what was the line that he did? It was like the the challenge is not complete, and as you can see, I am very I'm, much not dead. Yeah, he said, 
I'm not dead. And then he's like, nah, man, forget that, man. You already won this fight. Go and do what you gotta do. <laughs> it was like, yo, man. It was just like, and another thing was when when he defeated Killmonger, he still treated him, you know, as a friend. Like, he treated him as if he did nothing wrong. You know, hey, we can save you. We can do this for you. And Killmonger decided, no, I don't want to be a prisoner. You know, I'm just going to kill myself. So it was like, man, that just shows you the human side of of that character, and yeah. it's just it's, it's probably so sad, one of and yeah, that and he had one of the biggest lines of ever. I think it was like, uh, you know, I don't want to be a prisoner. Bury me with my ancestors at sea when they yeah. jumped off the ships. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yo, that's a that's a killer line, bro. It's like, uh, damn, that was. A I should have gone. Too. I should have gone first because my moment is not going to be as pretty. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. basically, but basically no it's, it's a simple thing it's actually like two moments that work together mm-hmm. it was in so his first not his first appearance but uh was well, his first appearance as black panther in the movie but then in during the airport battle when he's fighting oh, Hawkeye, yeah, civil war uh where black panther starts fighting hawkeye and then like hawkeye just like hi i'm clint <laughs> and t'challa just says i don't care <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and, then, and then, uh, three years later, uh, we have Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. It's the final battle in Endgame where everyone is playing keep away with the gauntlet. Oh, the, the gauntlet, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Clint had just escaped out of the compound with the Infinity Gauntlet, right? And then T'Challa shows up in front of him and he goes, Clint, Clint. give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, you know his name. <laughs> <laughs> now he cares. Now he now cares. cares. <laughs> it was like, wow. That is a good moment. That is a really good moment. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's <laughs> good, growth. man. All right, man. Right um, we're gonna end, yeah, I'm sorry we got to end on a downer, but if people want to know more about you, if they want to see where you're at on the internet, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at... Um, Every Nell Bell, I spell it for you guys. So you see R E N I E L, last name Bell. Uh, you can follow me there where I do a lot of filmmaking stuff, a lot of fitness advice. Um, I'm actually going to start up a YouTube channel with my wife uh, about film critics and doing some reviews and, you know, basically a thing about cinema and television and maybe some, some even like things with cooking, you know. So just follow us, be aware, and you're going to have a good time, you know. But it was great being here, Juju, man. It's just such a downer right now. <laughs> like, man. Mm-hmm. man yeah, tough. well, it happens. They're not all gonna end happy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I, guess, I can't wait. Uh, I, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to try to close this. Thank you so much, Ray. It was a pleasure having you on. You're one of my best friends. I love you so much. Love you too, man. And, love you, too, man. you know, mm-hmm. rest in power. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Oh man. And until until we meet again, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, this one was really fun. Thanks to Raniel for coming on the episode with me. Really appreciate that, buddy. I'll put Raniel's social links on the show notes. Um Maybe some links to some of the comicsology, digital comics of the comics that we've referenced in today's episode. If you guys want to read up on Black Panther, 
If you do want to read up on Black Panther, almost every single Black Panther comic on Comixology is available digitally for free at the moment of this recording. Uh, I'm not sure how long it's going to last, but feel, but folks, take advantage of that. They have the Christopher Priest run. They have the Ta-Nehisi Coates run. They have Black Panther, Agent of Wakanda. If you're into, if you want something more humorous, there's Black Panther versus Deadpool. Check that one out. Um, really jump on that if you get the chance, folks. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please rate us five stars on iTunes. Give us that five-star rating. Make us easier to find. Any suggestions you guys might want to have, if you want to maybe apply to be on the show, if you want to criticize me and give me some good advice on actually how to do this well and maybe, you know, how to record a really good outro eventually. Reach out to me on the socials. I am Chris Rivera on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also email lengthy criticisms. You can email me at inmydefensepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, folks, I will see you next week. We out.